You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation. Welcome to the Lockdown Sooners Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire. And coming up on today's show, got to talk to you about what Lincoln Riley had to say to the media when he met with them on Tuesday. Had a lot of interesting notes to, to drop, including the offensive line battle, what's going on at running back, how they're feeling preparation for a game that was supposed to be a road game, but is now a home game. But first, let me talk to you about the Locked On Ultimate Season Preview of the 2021 NFL season. Join the Locked On Ultimate Season Preview on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts as they go through every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason LaConfora. Again, follow the Ultimate Season Preview on the 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So first of all, Lincoln Riley addresses the offensive line. And interestingly, Tyrese Robinson's won the starting job at right tackle, along with Chris Murray at right guard. And Marquise Hayes is at left guard. And those are the three spots that are definitely solidified heading into this week's matchup with Tulane. A little bit surprising. I think a lot of people had kind of penciled in Eric Swenson over at right tackle. And probably thought Wanya Morris, I know we thought on, we've talked on this show for months, how Wanya Morris was probably going to be your left tackle yet. The competition is still kind of shaking out over there on that side of the ball or that side of the offensive line. And then at center, you got Andrew Rame, who's kind of been the leader in the clubhouse this summer and through spring camp, still battling it out with Robert Condrell. And so you have two of your five positions on the offensive line that are still kind of being worked out for the Oklahoma Sooners. And obviously they've got three games in which provides a really, really strong opportunity to figure out who your starting offensive linemen are going to be for this season. And now we know that uh, Bill Biedenboe, Lincoln Riley, the offensive group, they like to rotate guys in. So a lot of guys are going to get snaps throughout the season, especially in games where the Oklahoma Sooners are able to get up big. But this is kind of where it's at right now, heading into Tulane. Obviously, Somebody's going to start against Tulane. Now, it's looking like Harrison, Swenson, and Morris are still going to be vying for that starting position against Tulane. It's hard to say how that's going to shake out. You know, Eric Swenson is the veteran. He's the guy that's played the most snaps of the three. Juanita Morris is the, the highly coveted, highly regarded transfer who was a really highly regarded recruit out of high school same with Anton Harrison who got a little bit of action last year but didn't play a lot and so it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out who ends up starting what we do know is that they will find the best five offensive linemen to play on Saturdays and I think that's why Tyrese Robinson's moving out to right tackle because they consider him one of your best five offensive linemen along with Chris Murray and Marquise Hayes if you got three guards, but you got a guy like Tyrese Robinson who can move out to tackle, then you move him out to tackle. If you think that getting Chris Murray on the field helps your offensive line be at its best, then you definitely do that. So 
so so many times, just it's especially in college, it's about finding your five best guys. Whereas in the NFL, you might need guys that are specifically right tackles, left tackles. In college, you can kind of get away with having a guard play right tackle a little more often because you don't have the same level of speed pass rushers that you might have in the NFL. But that's not to say that Tyrese Robinson isn't up for the challenge, that he isn't maybe a better right tackle than a guard. He was a really good guard last year. He's a preseason pick for uh, all Big 12. One of the Sooners' best players. Very experienced player. So bumping him out to right tackle, that, that's going to provide them with a lot of options, especially in the running game. I think that's going to create some really, really powerful looks in the running game. And when they run right over Chris Murray and Tyrese Robinson, I think they're going to blow up some holes. And that's going to be really interesting to see. Obviously, still much to be decided there. I'd like to see, I think I'd like to see probably Andrew Rames still take that job, you know, because he's got, he's been the guy that's been leading at the position battle, you know, since the start of spring. Obviously, if, if Robert Condrell is better than him, then we'll see it. But you, you want to find guys that are going to provide consistency and continuity, especially at center when communication with your offensive line mates and your quarterback is key. It's vital. And so whoever they end up selecting as the starting center, hopefully they'll give them like several games before, you know, deciding like, oh, maybe he's not the guy and we got to go with another guy. I mean, Bill Biedenboe called Andrew Rim elite. Now it's possible they're continuing the battle just to kind of let it play out and set an example for the rest of the guys. Like, hey, nothing is set in stone. Except for, you know, a few guys. But you know, if, you, if they can allow this battle to play out, I think it's good for the, the guys that are going to be playing the position and it's going to be good for the team. Most importantly, you want to get, you want a guy that's going to be able to hold up and pass protection. You want a guy that's going to be able to communicate well and uh, get the ball to Spencer Rattler and keep Spencer Rattler clean up front. And so I'll, I'll really look forward to seeing who ends up kind of trotting on the field with the first team offense on Saturday, just after 11 o'clock. It'll be, it'll be fun to see, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be a really good offensive line regardless and having competition. That's, that's a good thing for the Sooners where, you know, if they didn't have enough talented players to create competition, that could potentially be a problem. Of course, you look at it from the pessimistic side and you're like, Oh, nobody's asserted themselves as the starter at the position. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the pessimistic way of looking at it, but really I mean, we've seen Lincoln Riley do this with the quarterback position for years now, right? Where they let the quarterback battle drag on into week one of the season before finally stating their, their starter. So still a few days left of practice to figure out who's going to be starting for the Sooners on offense on all, along the offensive line. Uh, but coming up next, let's talk about what Lincoln Riley had to say about the running back group and, uh, how he feels about their team heading into Tulane despite having to change venues at the last minute. But first, let me talk to you about Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the latest updated odds, props, and contests, including online's 
biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survival contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. You put in 50 bucks, Bet Online will put in $50 as well for first time users. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. You make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. Again, for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Make sure you go to betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On to get your 100% welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And now let's talk about what he had to say about the running back position. Ultimately, what it comes down to, well, first of all, let's, let's talk about what he had to say about Trey Bradford. And basically it was, he was surprised that, uh, that it happened and he didn't really understand why it happened. Didn't really have much of an explanation for the media, but admitted that bringing Trey Bradford in was a mistake. It's rare to hear Lincoln Riley say anything about a former player. I mean, Jason Kersey even admitted that when he asked the question, he's like, I know you don't really like to talk about players who aren't here, but I'm going to ask you about a player who's no longer here. And Lincoln Riley, I mean, he, he was vocal and he said it, he's like, we, we swung and missed on bringing Trey Bradford in and it was a mistake. And for Trey Bradford, that's going to follow him. I mean, this decision to transfer then transfer back or transfer back out, it's going to follow him. Now who knows what kind of a future he has in football, but that's definitely going to be one of the questions that he has to answer for uh, when he goes to the next level. Uh, but, you know, just talking about the running back group in general, Lincoln Riley had to say, you know, he felt really good about the guys that they got. Uh, and he said, he's been really impressed with uh, Jaden Knowles and Todd Hudson. He admitted that before they left or before Trey Bradford left, that he, he felt like that they were going to play a significant role for them anyway that they were going to get playing time, that they'd earned playing time prior to Trey Bradford leaving, prior to Marcus Major being deemed academically in, ineligible. Uh, and then he's talked about, you know, Kennedy Brooks and, and Eric Gray and how he felt like there's a possibility that they could get a Samaji P. Ryan and Joe Mixon type workload in 2021 because they're capable of it and because it's also what the team might need them to do. And if you kind of think back to that season, I mean, they use those guys in every facet of the game. I mean, they split Joe Mixon and Samadre Pirine out uh, as receivers at times, you know, into the slot. Samadre played a little bit of H back. They got a ton of work, got a ton of touches, and were both highly productive and highly capable. And so it's certainly possible that you see them get a lot of touches this year and get a lot of work. Now, I, I think with the loss of Marcus Major and Trey Bradford, you might see Eric Gray's targets come down as they give him more just traditional handoffs just so they can save him for that. Now they're, they're going to get him targets for sure because he's super effective in the open field in the passing game. And you're not going to want to limit that just because your depth chart looks a little thin or thinner than it did. You know, they, they have a lot of confidence in what they've got and who they've got going to play running back for the Oklahoma Sooners in 2021. But again, as we've talked about on the show and, and as I've written about over at the Sooners Wire, so much of it is just an unknown. Yes, they like Jaden Knowles and they, and they like Todd Hudson, 
but what are these guys going to look like once they get on the field? Because we haven't seen them play very much. I mean, Todd Hudson, I think he had like eight carries last year, but it wasn't a great average. Jaden Knowles is still waiting for his first you know, touch. According to you know, the stat books that I've looked at, I haven't seen him with a touch. You look, go to supersports.com and it says he didn't play last year. So this is a guy that hasn't played in a couple of years. His last action was at Swasu, Southwestern Oklahoma State University. <laughs> That's a mouthful. And so until we see what the running back position is capable of behind Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray, it's hard to have much confidence in what they're going to do. And I, and I feel like, you know, as a pretty optimistic guy, I want to believe that they're going to be good and it's going to be all fine. But I'm all, you know, I'm also rooted in some realism as well in that you can't just assume that these two guys are going to just step in like no big deal and be the third or fourth running backs on the depth chart. I mean, would they have been the third and fourth running back on the depth chart if there was no, if Marcus Major and Trey Bradford, or yeah, if Marcus Major and Trey Bradford were available. I think that remains to be seen. Uh, He was asked if, Jeremiah Hall might get some work at H back or at halfback. Sorry. And he said, yeah, Jeremiah Hall is one of the the guys that he probably knows the offense as well as anybody on the team. And so there's a good chance that we could see him. And I think that'd be a great way to use him, especially if you're looking to throw it to the tailback, you can help split Eric Gray's targets in the passing game by giving some of those to Jeremiah Hall, because we've seen he's a very effective pass catcher. He makes a lot of things happen with the ball in his hands and he's able to make plays down the field in the passing game. And so he's athletic enough. He's physical enough. He's strong enough. He can, he can definitely run between the tackles. I would love to see them use him in some short, short yardage situations, not just as a fullback, but as a tailback and getting handoffs and getting carries in in that situation, or at least to use in play action. I think the first three games of the season, if I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm using Jeremiah Hall, a ton in short yardage situations because you're going to have a great chance at converting and you're going to, you want to use that to set up play action to Jeremiah Hall with a little bit of a bootleg where you can find Marvin Mims down the field or Austin Stogner running, you know, a, a crossing route to the first down marker or past the first down marker. I think that's a really great opportunity for Lincoln Riley to show something on film and then build a misdirection off of it because we know that Lincoln Riley loves to use some play action. Spencer Rattler is really good at play action. And so that's a great way to get Jeremiah Hall involved and then use his involvement to mislead the defense and potentially find some, some big openings down the field. Cause there are going to be some games where you're going to need to throw a new wrinkle at a team. And if I'm, if I'm the offensive coaching staff, if I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm going to hand the ball off in short yardage to Jeremiah Hall, I don't know, five, six, a dozen times. Get enough of that on tape so that people expect that when he's in the game in short yardage that it's going to be a carry. And then, boom, play action bootleg. Spencer Rattler's rolling to his right. Guy wide open down the field. Big play. Maybe even a touchdown. So that's just kind of what I would do. And then, you know, he talks, he talked pretty positively about DeMarco Murray and said, you know, DeMarco's been through his own kind of tribulation as a player, his own um, trials. And so, you know, as a guy that's pretty level, he's very steady that 
DeMarco's just handled it well. He's like, I'm going to coach the guys that are here. Not going to worry about the guys that aren't. And he understands, you know, Riley mentioned that, you know, DeMarco Murray understands the, the nature of football, especially having played in the NFL, that you know, your death chart can change in an instant and you just have to roll with what you got. And I think DeMarco Murray's leadership in this is going to be very, very key. And if he's able to maintain that, that level headedness and even keel as the Sooners are, are navigating the ship of the 2021 uh, college football season, it'll pay huge dividends for not just the running back room, but that attitude will help foster this commitment and this attitude of, Hey, despite the adversity that we're facing, we're going to overcome it because we're going to stick to what we know and stick to what we do well. And I think that's why having a guy with the, the experience that Murray has, even though he doesn't have as much coaching experience, the playing experience that he has, it can, it can be infectious for a team because he's played in a ton of games where, you know, you were facing adversity, your team was down and you had to come back and find a way to win or you had to bounce back from a disappointing loss. And so his leadership in the running back room is going to help pay dividends for the rest of the team as well. And then coming up next, let's talk about the battle in the trenches that Lincoln Riley had to talk about in his Tuesday press conference with the media. Uh, Who's, gaining the advantage between the offensive line and the defensive line. We'll talk about it next, but let me talk to you about built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It's 100% covered in chocolate. They come in nine great flavors, great tasting, great for you. 17 or 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories and only four or five grams of sugar. It's literally the best tasting protein bar I've ever had. The peanut butter chocolate is phenomenal. Eat one every single morning. I just ordered another box because my my current stash is getting low. Got that mint brownie, the peanut butter brownie, and the coconut almond on the way. And I can't wait. I go through these, these flavors every so often and I rotate them just because there's so many great flavors and it's nice to be able to try each one and 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 have some variety in my protein bar. So if you've not tried Built Bar, make sure you go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first, your first order over at BuiltBar.com. And now let's talk about uh, the a few more notes that Lincoln Riley mentioned in his press conference. <laughs> Excuse me. On Tuesday. And one thing he mentioned was, and he was asked really about the depth of the defensive line and, and how that's improving the the overall play of the defensive line, but also the competition between the defensive line and the offensive line. And he said, you know, for, for several years, the offensive line was just easily far and away more talented than the, than the defensive line. And then last year you look at it and it was a more even battle, but the defensive line certainly had the edge in the trenches between the two units. And then you go, you know, then you talked about this year and he said that, you know, this is, this is a season where the offensive line and the defensive line, they're just going back and forth. You know, they're, they're having a pretty even battle day to day, week to week throughout camp. And one day, one unit might have the edge the other day, the other unit might have the edge and how the, the benefit of that is these guys can't afford to take a day off because they know that what they're going to be going up against in team and individual drills they're going to, they're going to get their best. 
and this is that whole attitude of iron sharpening iron is when everybody's kind of playing at their max potential, playing their best, then it provides an opportunity for everybody to get better and everybody to grow. And it provides learning opportunities. If you get beat on a rep, then you can go back and be like, Hey, what did I, what did I do wrong here? Why did, why did I miss that rep? And so that's going to be, it's going to be really, I mean, it's going to be so much fun to watch this defensive line go to battle in particular. I'm really, really excited to watch the interior defensive line in particular. Nick Bonito is probably one of my favorite players, but I'm more excited to watch Jalen Redmond, Perrion Winfrey, Laurent Stokes. This is going to be a defensive line group on the interior that's going to be phenomenal this year. And there's going to be so many other guys that, that figure into the rotation that the Sooners are going to be really, really good up the middle. And that's just going to make life a whole lot easier for the, the guys off the edge who aren't going to have to chase guys around the pocket because the pocket's already going to be collapsing. They're going to be able to rush to a point because the interior defensive line is going to break down the interior offensive line and not allow the quarterback any space to step up. And so they're going to, there's going to be a ton of opportunities to convert sacks because of what the defensive line, the interior defensive line is going to be able to do. There's going to be very little running room this year as well. And yeah, this, this is a, a unit that could potentially be one of the best units that the Oklahoma Sooners have heading into 2021. And that is the interior defensive line. You know, Jalen Redmond had six and a half sacks two years ago. Uh, Perron Winfrey, they say, has been a monster this year. You got Josh Ellison and Leron Stokes, and both those guys are, are going to provide a lot of you know, pressure up the middle, make it really difficult for teams to run against them. And then you got guys like Jordan Kelly and Corey Robertson behind them as well. And it's just, a, again, it's just a really, really, really strong group up the middle. Whereas in years past, it was like Neville Gallimore, and that's about it. Or like last year, it was, you know, Perry on Winfrey, and that was about it. And so it's going to be really fun to watch and fascinating to see how this all plays out. Because one, we still have questions about the offensive line, just like we talked about in the first segment. But I think we have very little question about the defensive line. The defensive line is going to be great from Nick Bonito to Theron Stokes, Perry Winfrey, and Isaiah Thomas. You throw in a Jalen Redmond and Reggie Grimes, Brennan Walker. This is going to be a really, really deep group that's going to be able to bring waves and waves of players at you. And God help the offensive line that they face every week because they're going to have quite the test on their hands. Which Who are you going to double on this Oklahoma Sooners defensive front? You double Nick Benito, how many times do you want to leave Perrion Winfrey and Isaiah Thomas one-on-one? Probably not very often. Or what about Jalen Redmond? Probably not very often. And so we're getting down to it. We just have three days left from today, Wednesday, until the opener. And, man, it's going to be so much fun to finally get football back. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see Oklahoma and Tulane get on the field, mix it up, and get the 2021 college football season rolling. And we'll continue to have everything covered here on the Locked On Sooners podcast. Make sure you come back for tomorrow's show. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners podcast. Make sure you are checking out my work over at the Sooners Wire. 
Got a lot of great content going up there every single day. And until tomorrow, my name is John Williams, Boomer Sooner. <laughs>